Now today's top federal headlines, the Army will launch a new training brigade to prepare soldiers if an emergency arises. Army Chief of Staff Mark Milley says the new train, advise, and assist brigades will mostly help U.S. partner troops, but they could also quickly train U.S. Army recruits in an emergency scenario. The Army is trying to maintain readiness despite a shrinking force. The Air Force is launching a project to assess the military value of each one of its bases. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has the details. The new study comes about because of Congress's refusal to authorize another round of base realignment and closures. The usual process where an independent commission assesses the military utility of every installation and decides which one should be closed. The Air Force says it hasn't decided what to do with whatever conclusions it comes up with, but DOD does have some legal wiggle room to close bases without congressional permission. In any case, officials say they need to make the best strategic decisions they can about where to posture their forces, even if they're forced to keep operating more bases than they actually need. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. More federal agencies are able to move to the cloud now. The General Services Administration's Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program issues its high baseline requirements. They will allow systems with high-impact data to be handled by approved cloud service providers. Previously, the FedRAMP authorization process was only for low- and moderate-impact systems. A short stay for the first commissioner of GSA's new service. Jason Miller tells us more in the IT report. Six weeks after being named the head of the new Technology Transformation Service, Phaedra Crusos is leaving the General Services Administration. Crusos says in an email to staff that her last day is July 15th after two years at GSA. David Shive, GSA's chief information officer, will be acting commissioner of TTS until a permanent one is hired. Along with Crusoe's, Garen Givens, the director of the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program, also announced he's leaving after two years. There is no word on who will replace Givens. I'm Jason Miller. The Labor Department says Virginia tech company Innovative Technologies Incorporated owes $1.5 million in back pay and benefits to 140 IT workers. Labor says ITI failed to pay overtime and incorrectly classified some technicians and specialists at lower pay levels. ITI was contracted to install audiovisual equipment in government buildings across the country. Labor filed a lawsuit against ITI last year based on the findings of the agency's wage and hour division. House Veterans Affairs Committee Chairman Jeff Miller says he'll introduce a new bill to let the Veterans Affairs Department fire senior executives more quickly. He says the measure will overcome the issue the Justice Department recently found unconstitutional in the VA Choice Act, which was the reason VA gave for not using the faster firing authority. Another member of Congress wants to legislate around a court decision forcing federal employees to break the rules. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The judge in Rainey versus the Merit Systems Protection Board set a strange precedent. Employees can't be punished if they don't follow an order to break a federal rule or regulation. Now GovExec reports Wisconsin Republican Sean Duffy adds an amendment to an appropriations bill to stop the State Department from how it's treating contracting officer Tim Rainey. I'm Tom Temin. Paul Simpkins, former Navy contracting official, becomes the 11th person to plead guilty in the massive bribery scandal with Glenn Defense Marine Asia. Simpkins admits to accepting cash, trips, and prostitutes in exchange for steering contracts to GDMA from 2006 to 2012. Thirteen other people have been charged in connection with the scheme so far. And five more years for the Hubble Space Telescope. NASA extends the project's science operations contract with the Association of Universities for Research in Astronomy. The contract value will increase by approximately $196.3 million, bringing the total value to over $2 billion. NASA says Hubble could continue to provide data into the 2020s. For these stories and more, go to federalnewsradio.com and follow at Fed News Updates on Twitter. I'm Eric White. 